Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, my friends, you do not need to worry or fret anymore because I, Simon Miller, the bald a-hole, have figured out who the white rabbit is. If you take the first letter of rabbit, you get an R, and if you take the last letter of white, you get an E, R-E. Then you get back into rabbit, and those Bs kind of look like P, so that's R-E-P, and then magically we just go, oh, because that's kind of what Hackshaw Jim Duggan used to do. That's repo. I'm a man. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Repo Man coming back 2022. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I kind of just made that up. But if it does happen now, I expect somebody to give me a prize. Also, hello. Welcome to Ups and Downs, a show where we take the finger of power and we give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down. And WWE did just put on a Monday Night Raw show. So I believe that's when we employ the finger of power to do its thing. Let's go. Jimmy Smith was out for blood at the start of Raw, because not only was he like, we're really close to extreme rules, so maybe Raw will get extreme, but also don't forget, uh, boo-hoo, Rey Mysterio is still upset about the betrayal of his son. So old Jimmy old here thinks that if your own flesh and blood screws you over, you give it three weeks, which is what it's been, and you're just like, nah, forget it, why don't I go get a new son? and you can do that, but it's weird. Bianca Belair, Oscar, and Alexa Bliss were out to kick off Raw, and I thought this was so smart, because of course Bianca could have come up by herself. She's the Raw Women's Champion, but she knows that Damage Control are a bunch of jabronis, so she's brought up back up because she has friends. This means it's the small things that always work, so Blink-182 was right, and she was all like, oh man, Bailey, I would kick your ass right now, but I bet you don't want me to kick your ass. When out came Bales, she went wrestling 101. She was all like, oh man, Bianca Belair, you've been handed everything, but I had to fight from the bottom. And I was like, Bailey, even if that is true, you've made it, you've succeeded, I'm watching you on Raw right now. They then went back and forth for a little bit with the big takeaway being that Extreme Rules, they will fight over this belt, but it will be a damn ladder match. Honestly, this is the simplest and best thing Triple H has done. He looked at the paper, you know, premium live event and went, well, it's called Extreme Rules, so why don't we just give every single matchup a different stipulation? I mean, it doesn't take a genius. I mean, why the hell would you send anybody out there and go, oh, just have a tag match? And while once again, this was kind of by the numbers, it did what it had to do, 
I think we've employed this stipulation because Bailey is going to win and then Damage Control will be in control and then they can run rampant. That's just simple storytelling, giving it up. It also ended with Bailey shouting, and you're gonna fight EO Sky right now. Bianca Belair for EO Sky. As they were getting ready, we also saw Sami Zayn and Sola Sokoa pulling up at the evening, and they're my two new favorite people. Otherwise, Bianca Belair and Sky just had a pretty good match. It was also non-title, so you thought maybe, just maybe, EO could win. I mean, that would add some spice to your sauce. But most of this was damage control being like, ha, 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 we're going to try and distract you here. Alexa Bliss and Oscar being, ha, 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 no, you're not. And then Bianca Belair just hit the KOD. And she won. There was this cool bit where Belair pushed EO Sky off the top rope, but Bailey and Dakota Kai caught her. So I was like, man, friendship isn't dead. And Belair continued this whole monster routine where she caught EO Sky out of midair and then just gave her a big slam. So once again, I do think she will lose the title in a couple of weeks, but it's Bianca Belair here. She just becomes more and more of a star every single week. This was all right. Up. And as I already touched upon, yes, I totally agree. This program does feel like it needs the injection of something, but that could be Bailey with the belt. <laughs> Sounds like a cute little closed door. Interview with Rey Mysterio after this, who was wearing a Bret Hart t-shirt because Raw was in Canada and Rey Mysterio loves a cheap pop. And as always, he was all like, I promise you, I will never fight my son. He blames Rhea Ripley for all of this. So there's a tale as old as time itself. Daddy doesn't like his son's new girlfriend. And then he turned his attention to Seth Rollins because they're fighting later and says, I will show you no mercy, Seth. Unlike my son, Dominic, who I will show all the mercy to. I was like, Ray, you shouldn't be equating those two things. This is your personal and your business life. Also... Seth Rollins tried to rip your eye out. Maybe talk about that. And then The Miz <laughs> recruited The Miz Force. Yep. This was basically the A-list of finding some idiotic security guards and saying, you must protect me from Dexter Loomis. And I've been thinking about this and thinking about this. And I don't know what The Miz Force is supposed to be riffing off. If you come to me and say, Simon, it's police force. I'd be like, yeah, I get that one. But that is bottom of the barrel stuff. That's like something a 12-year-old comes out with. And I'm sure I'm missing it, and now my Twitter is absolutely going to blow up. People going, fine, and you're so stupid. But I am stupid. It means you should be nicer to me. Seth Rollins then walked to the ring after this. In the early going, this was a very talk-heavy episode of Raw. He was mad because he's not the US champion, because he should be if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Or Matt Riddle, he blames Matt Riddle. Fans responded to that by chanting bro and by going, whoa, 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 so they can't make up their minds here. When Seth said he doesn't care that he's walking into the fight pit, because after the PLE, which is what we start calling premium live events, and I can't handle that, he will be victorious and this match will be his. He also said the reason he will win is because Riddle is stupid. <laughs> that just made me laugh because once again, it was like a child insult. And when all is said and done, all the crowd will continue to chant his theme. So we are definitely leaning into that. Rollins then turned his attention to Mysterio and it was all like, I'm going to give you a beating like you should beat your son. Once again, I was like, can we please stop meddling in family affairs? I think Ray's been through enough. This was okay though, much like the opening segment, it was kind of just there. But when you take it and combine it with Ray Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, blah, 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 it's getting up. Now I don't know whether we're meant to be selling Mysterio as a dad unshinned here, but he grabbed Seth and he threw him so hard into Simba the Steel Steps that when we came back from the advert, Seth Rollins was bleeding. They just went back and forth like the excellent professional wrestlers they are. 
when at one point, Dominic Mysterio walked to ringside, and he was smiling because he was so damn happy, and once again, this crowd booed the hell out of him, and I'm proud of Dominic. Think of that, this makes no sense. Ray can't believe what his son has done, and I'm sitting there going, He's such a good bad guy. I swear he even patted Rollins on the back at one point. This was like after your parents get divorced and you pick a side, which you should not do. And when Seth Rollins went to do the three amigos, Rey Mysterio turned it into a DDT on the last one. While I do always enjoy this, wrestling at the moment is a bit obsessed with that spot. Rey also switched a buckle bomb into a Hurricane Rana, which was really cool. And because between them they have like 78 years of experience, they were then both going to the most devastating move in all sports entertainment. But then their experience worked against them because nobody could get a clean one. The awesome wrestling tennis days just continued because we had Falcon Arrows and that sliding Rey Mysterio sunset bomb that he does. Which is when Dominic went up to his daddy and was like, Daddy, take the chair and just smack me in the head. Now, of context, that sounds terrible. This is when Rollins distracted the referee when Rhea Ripley teleported in from the Starship Enterprise. She shoved Rey Mysterio into Rita the Ring both. They put him back in the ring. Rollins gave him the curb stomp and then choked him out, because of course Riddle is a real fighter, and Seth's just a fake fighter, but now he's proving he's a real fighter, choked out Ray. This whole feud is just great though, and the Judgment Day right now are kicking all of the ass, but I said we were gonna do it if WWE keep doing it, and they have kept doing it, so everybody, drum roll please, that drum's got problems, bring it down, that's right, the distraction counter is back, it rolls up to one. WWE is lucky I didn't start this last week because it would be on 96. They, of course, will now stop this and ruin my life, but throwing that to one side for just one second, the feud, the match, the characterization, I like all of it. I've already given it an up, I've just realized. Let's just move on. Because more importantly than all of that is that during this match, we had another code tease, and I am just giving it a round of applause. I mean, just go and find the video that it leads to and all of the clues. I mean, you can make an argument that it was meant to be for Edge. You could say it's going to be Alistair Black. And of course, you could say it would be for Bray Wyatt. There's so many hints here. You will end up in around about 67,892 places. And that's the way to do it. I'm still 99.6% sure it is going to be Bray. <laughs> if it's not, WWE needs to make that very clear because the internet is going to have a meltdown. If you need more evidence this is working, just go and look at that SmackDown rating. But for goodness sake, please do speculate and still do have fun with it. Because there's so many people out there going, I can't believe so-and-so thinks it's going to be this guy. How ridiculous. I don't care if you put two and two together and come up with potato. If you're having a good time, then you have won. And honestly, apparently Triple H wants to do more of this kind of stuff. Weird dance. Give it to me. Up. Bobby Lashley and Riddle were then chatting backstage and Bob was all like, oh, good luck with your match tonight. But if you ever get involved in my again, I'll kill you. Because he's an unhinged individual. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. We also zoomed to Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens walking backstage because they were about to have a tag team match. And they passed one of the Miz Force, who was just laid out on the floor. And they looked at him, and they carried on. It made me laugh. It also made me go horse noise, because clearly the Miz Force absolutely suck. And then, yes, it was Owens and Gargano taking on Alpha Academy. Be still my beating heart. Because we were in Canada as well, Gable and Otis came out with American flags. So it was 1986. And when Owens and Gargano made their entrance, Kevin saw a sign in the crowd that said something like, Owens, beat up my sign. So he did. He fought the crap out of it. And I just love it. He carried this on too because he locked in a sharpshooter and the Canadians all went crazy, as did I. And I also appreciated Corey Graves here. Because when Jimmy Smith went, oh, it's a sharpshooter, he went, it's called a scorpion deathlock. I like it. As ever, Chad Gable is just fantastic too. And after he kicked out of a Kevin Swanton bomb, he hit this German suplex that was the best thing you've ever seen in your life. And even when Johnny Gargano got tagged in, he was murked by the Academy. Owen also had his fighting boots on, so he put Otis on Alan the announce table and dropped an elbow through it. And clearly Austin Theory must have been watching, because he started making his way to the ring. And I was howling here and even started shouting, distraction, and realised they couldn't hear me. It looked like he was going to screw over Owens and Gargano, but Johnny kicked out of a Jad Cable TDT at the last second. And Austin got his briefcase. He went to smack Johnny Gargano right in the head. Gargano gave him the super kick and then hit the one final beat onto Chad to win and get the one, two, three. And all of this just worked. Now, I would like Otis and Chad Gable to get something down the line because they rock. Look, I had a good time. I was dancing again. Then I had more stuff with Finn Balor and AJ Styles in the back because Finn was all like, AJ, the offer is still open and I'd love to have you in my group. Whereas AJ was, I don't think I'm interested. And we can't lose here. Either they join up and become a team or they have a feud. I'm all right with any of this. There was also another beat up misforce guy on the ground during this. So seriously, they had as much luck with carrying out the Miz's wishes as I did growing my hair. Theory, Gable and Otis were all hanging out playing Nintendo and they were so sad that they weren't able to win earlier when honestly, Chad Gable blamed it on Braun Strowman. So Theory's phone rang and he was like, oh, Chad, it's for you. He put it on loudspeaker 
<laughs> and it was actually Braun Strowman. Now this was great anyway, because what an accusation to make. It's like me saying, well, I only lost my hair because of Brad Pitt, stupid Brad Pitt. And Braun, over the phone, said, right, Gable, I want to take you on next week on Raw because we're in your hometown and that will save on the funeral costs because we won't have to fly your body home. So Braun Strowman did an actual death threat and nobody cared. Where is the Miz for? Theory and Otis didn't seem bothered by this at all, but Chad Gable had a basic breakdown here. And next week we are going to do Otis versus Johnny Gargano, and you can just see this is going to end up with Austin Theory taking on Gargano. But once again, all of this is good. It just ticks on every single week, and I'm having a good time. And then Omos was back on Raw. (laughs) What are we doing here? He was just beating up a couple of random dudes again, which means we kind of had hit the reset button on him, which makes no sense because I've already seen him in proper feuds. Also, how does this work? Before Raw, does a stagehand come in and say, oh, hello, Mr. Omos, can you please pick a straw? And if he gets the short one, he has to have a match. And this must have lasted a minute and a half. He won with the big bomb thingamajig. And MVP was on commentary, but it just feels like a waste. And it's not their guy's fault. But if you're going to do something with him, just do something with him. And all of this felt like filler. And we don't need filler. That was the name of a Sum 41 album, wasn't it? It was no killer, no filler. Point is down. I mean, there is an obvious program just ready and waiting, and you want it, I want it, your mum wants it, your nan wants it, which is Omos taking on Reggie. Where the hell did he go? This is when we learned that the entire Miz Force had been taken out. I couldn't stop laughing. I don't know why. But they weren't... It did nothing. They weren't even a decent security team, which begs the question why the Miz hired them to begin with. Surprise, surprise, this is when Dexter Loomis snuck up behind the Miz and choked him out. And we were in Canada, so Dexter Loomis was wearing ice hockey gear. I still enjoy this because it is so goofy, but I do kind of feel like we've got to the point where I need a reason why Dexter was doing this. Nobody is telling me. Also, Dexter keeps taking out the Miz over and over again, and the Miz just comes back like nothing has happened. So if Dexter Loomis is meant to be some kind of psychopath kidnapper, why does he keep letting him go? So now, we just need a little more story now. Therefore, it's getting down. Who cares about any of that, though? Because right after this, we got more surprises. Look at me, I love surprises. WWE even went as far to have a different match on their backstage running order so this wouldn't leak. And as Nikki Ash stood in the ring going, man, I'm a crappy superhero, it turned out her opponent was none other than the main roster debutante Candice LeRae. She won it about two minutes after her net breaker off the rope, and even better, afterwards, Nikki Ash took her mask and threw it on the floor, so now we can carry on that characterization as well. And seriously, if you've never seen Candice LeRae, she is so damn talented, it is nuts it took this long to put her on Raw and SmackDown. Also, WWE's women's division continues to get better and better and better. I liked all of this, warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Up. The Judgment Day were then back on our screens, and I tell you, They are basically holding Raw hostage these days, and they're doing such a good job, they've arrived. Balor also promised his buddies not to worry about AJ Styles, because he will come around eventually. When Kevin Patrick ran him, he was like, oh, Damien Priest, are you worried about fighting your former friend Riddle later, and are you going to take it easy on him? And Rhea Ripley and Damien Priest just like, that's the worst question I've ever heard in my life. They were correct. Because of course Damo's not going to take it easy on his former buddy, his former pal. They don't care about each other anymore. Essentially, it's going to kill him. Now, he didn't do this in the way that Braun Strowman had done it. It was heavily implied. And then it was AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn 
So this was like my birthday, Christmas and Hanukkah all smushed together. Amazingly, this was set up after they yelled at each other on Twitter. And of course, Sola Sokoa was in the corner of Sami Zayn. And given this is Monday Night Raw, he was casting distraction, distraction, distraction. I mean, his MP was through the roof. It also meant that Sammy almost won instantly after a blue thunder bomb, but he was still being a mega dick here, even though he is slowly transitioning back into a baby face, because he was more than happy to win by counter. He got back in the ring, he's like, referee, would you speed up? I love that man. He also threw AJ into Timmy the Timekeeper's cable, so he wasn't mucking around. And when they did get back in the ring, AJ was just booting him with the Pele kick. These two guys have such good chemistry, and at this juncture they went nuts. Because Zayn hit this awesome exploder into the corner when Styles was able to apply the calf crusher. Even though Sami Zayn got to the ropes, he started pulling his hair. So I was massively jealous for obvious reasons, and in this fracas, I think the referee got confused. Because all of a sudden AJ was on the outside, so Sola Sakura attacked him. He threw him into the ring apron, which I checked is the hardest part of the ring. He then put him back in there. Sami Zayn hit the halufa kick. He beat AJ Styles. And honestly, you could even hear how happy the fans were about this because Sami Zayn actually never wins. It does mean that the distraction counter has to roll up to two, but here is the thing. You actually did have to do this in the sense of the story, both with Solo Sokoa and the Bloodline and the Judgment Day. The only issue here is that they're meant to be on different brands. And now you can see why. Who flubbing cares though? Because honestly, the narrative here now that Sami Zayn has been accepted into the bloodline properly, he was so much more confident and he was busting out moves he hasn't busted out in ages, which also surely teases that he is going to turn down the line. So this is just sublime stuff, I tell you, and I couldn't be more invested. It is getting it up. Raw then did that awesome thing it's been doing recently when we segued effortlessly into the next segment because Judgment Day arrived, and honestly... Finn Balor is basically like a Ponzi scheme salesman at this point, because once again, he walked up to AJ and he's like, look, please let me tell you about the plaudits of Judgment Day. Apparently to enter two, you just have to do the two sweet smash because Balor wants to do this. And when AJ teased it, he just turned his finger around and flipped him off. It was so immature, but it was so well done. And that was absolutely dumb because they are a cult, so they were going to try and murder him. But when they were going to finish him off with a chair shot, Finn was like, no, I'm not going to do that because you're still my friend, AJ Styles. So we're just going to walk away. So I'm convinced that we are going to get the Finn Balor AJ Styles feud. But am I 100% sure? No, I am not. It's great, though. It's so good. And having Finn Balor featured this much just makes me so damn pleased. He is finally, finally getting it due. We then made sure to throw Candice LeRae into all this damage control madness because she found Bianca Belair, Oscar and Alexa Bliss. She was like, (laughs) Bailey and a couple of goons. I mean, who would want to talk to them? Now either Candice is blind or stupid because damage control must have been right here because they walked into the screen and they all got into a big brawl. But once again, this is the way to do it because damage control's whole thing is we're going to take over the division. So if you're not with them, you're against them. We've heard that phrase a thousand times. And do you know what else it is doing too? Recently, Triple H announced that we're going to have war games at Survivor Series. And you can see the teams building before our eyes. I really do appreciate the long-term storytelling. Which did indeed bring us to our main event, which was Damian Priest versus Matt Riddle. And sure, we really do need the WWE title back on Raw. I thought this was really, really good. It's also just nice to see Damian Priest having a spotlight shot on him. But of course, this whole thing was built around... Distraction. Now, you can't get too mad at it because I've already mentioned the fact that it's the Judgment Day whose whole thing is that they are a bunch of goobers. 
So if Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor did nothing, you'd be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. WWE does need to tone it down a bit. Because yes, at one point, Riddle got so annoyed with Balor, who was just running around being an idiot, so Damien Peace grabbed him and threw him into the ring apron. We've already talked about it. Priest also shoved Matthew off the top rope and he went crashing into Barry Barricade. And then he grabbed him for a second time and threw him into Barry. Now I'm thinking about writing a letter to WWE, because why are they letting this go? Baz is just trying to do his job, and I thought this was unnecessary. Riddle then got back into it with this excellent avalanche fisherman suplex. But then he climbed back to the top rope, and honestly, because I'm a massive dweeb, I started shouting at my TV, no, 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 no. Sweet Ripley went nuts like a robot. She just went into her usual programming and threw him off, and I was like, how did you not see that coming? Damien finished him off with a clothesline, or so I thought, because when he went to do a springboard, Riddle just whacked him in the face with a flying knee. That was great. This is when Balor decided, well, I'm going to cast distraction, and he jumped onto the ring apron, but Riddle kind of took him out. He then ran at Damien Priest, who caught him for some kind of move, when Matthew used the most devastating move in all sports entertainment. He kind of got the shock win. So we have fallen back into this pattern, but sometimes your distraction and interference does have to fail. <laughs> but don't worry about this, because we were ending Raw with a bang. Because just as the JD, and I regret saying that, we're about to finish Riddle off because that's what they do, Edge's music hit, and for the 972nd time since 2021, he made his big return, I swear. He must have looked at the amount of times The Undertaker went away and came back, realised his career is going to be over sooner rather than later, and went... I want to beat this number. He speared everyone except for Dominic, who was pulled out of the ring by Rhea Ripley. And when he got on the microphone, he said, Finn Balor, I challenge you to an I quit match at Extreme Rules. Once again, I was wiggling my tush because I have wanted this for ages. It is still really funny when Edge makes his return because Byron Sackton was like, oh my God, Edge is back. That's like, it's been two weeks, Byron. You need to calm down. But it works. So who cares? like Chelsea Football Club and their revolving managers <laughs> as a niche reference. It also means that he's not the white rabbit so you can all calm down. I do have this like small geek side of me just like well the judgment day should have won here which would doubly explain why Edge has to come back because they're running rampant but then I check with my brain I'm like do I care brain? And my brain says no getting it up. Byron also shouted during this vengeance is on the menu and I'm sorry there ain't no restaurants that are selling vengeance. I mean what would even happen? Batman would just walk out and you're like, Batman, I don't want to eat you. Which brought us to the end of Raw and I cannot help it. I am going to give it another up because I just feel like it's on fire right now. And even the things we are downing are minor things that actually aren't that bad at all. But that's also good because it means we're back to grading Raw on a curve. And right now the curve is really high. So let's keep this going because momentum is good. As I've already said, up. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.